day. So every day we start fresh because we can't affect the past, but we damn sure can make a difference today. We are back with episode 69 of Shop Talk. It's Carrie. Jennifer. And we are going to be discussing 507 of The Rookie and 106 of The Rookie Feds this week. Um, We do have a little bit of news, some things that are kind of maybe going to affect how we do things. A little bit of a shop talk shake up. (laughs) And The Um, Rookie. Yeah. But um, Jennifer will take that first bit of yeah. news. So um, Deadline reported that the rookie will be moving to the 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern time slot for the rookie fed. Uh, um, and then the rookie feds will be staying at the 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern time slot. Um, so like, you know, the rookie will just be on like earlier on Tuesdays after the holidays starting in January. So like when we come back, it's like what January, like the third, third. Yeah. So that'll be nice to have them on the same night. That just changes things for us. So we'll have to decide on when we drop our new episodes, recover, like covering both of them. What's nice is like, we'll be covering like the same number episode. In the yeah, same like we'll all be caught up. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be nice. Um, and it'll be nice to have like both shows on the same night. I mean, we've yeah. been asking for it since literally the rookie feds was announced. Yeah, I just kind of thought it was gonna be Sunday night. I know. <laughs> it's okay. My we'll thought I'm hoping is that they're just testing it out to see how they do on both nights, and then they kind of move them back over to Sundays. But that's a lot of like jostling around. So yeah, I don't know. It's- I don't know because I mean like neither of us were a part of the fandom when the original like the rookie was on on Tuesdays like for season one and I mean it did well although they were I believe 10 p.m time slot on Tuesdays yeah one so it's like no whatever I don't know it's just weird like yeah the rookies going all Chicago med with this 8 p.m time slot like it's bizarre to me well, and like on Tuesdays, Tuesday through Thursdays, usually like the nights for procedurals and like universe shows. So it makes yeah. sense that they're wanting to do it on Tuesday night, but they're also going to be up against like the FBI shows and CIS. Mine one with Lone Star, which I don't know. People have said that it's coming back on Tuesday. It is, but like it doesn't really make any sense. So, mm-hmm. um, but I mean, there's already been discourse about it because like I've seen people saying, well, they're trying to do this so that people who watch the rookie then watch feds, which I mean, like if you don't watch feds and you don't want to like, don't. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, we recommend it every yeah. week because you know, it's, it's, we think it's good, but I mean, yeah. you know, it's not everyone's cup of tea. Thing, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, like I know friends that like watch the FBI shows and the rookie and they're like, I think the rookie might win it out on this one. Like, I don't care to be spoiled about FBI or whatever, but yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely going to be a change. Yeah. And it is interesting that they're moving the rookie mid season, but I think I'm holding out hope that it's just to see how they do on the same night. And then maybe, maybe we'll get lucky and they'll move back to Sunday, but (laughs) Who knows so yeah yep so we'll keep you guys updated with like our schedule once we yeah. figure that out as well because we don't really 
Because our new episodes can't be on Tuesdays anymore. (laughs) Obviously. Yeah, that won't work. I mean, you know, I wish we could, like, see the future or something or, like, the near Mm -hmm. future, but we can't. Um, So, but that being said, the rookie won't be back with their new episode until December 4th. They'll be back with 508, um, which... People have said it's called The Caller, I think. Yeah. Yep. Um, is that, yeah. Okay. So um, they showed the promo for it last night. So that was that was nice. At least we got that. Um, we got to see Tim and Lucy are writing together again. Yeah. Yeah. And there's yeah. bombs. So that's great. Yeah. Although people on Twitter, swear to God, I like just saw this before I hopped on here and we started recording. People were like, that's not Nolan's hand. that's reaching for the car door and i'm like it kind of is not and then that reminded me of the was it last season the earlier episode when like they were talking to the one woman that tim used to know from the military and then like we like they gave us a close-up of someone's hand like reaching to give her the phone or something and we're like that's not (laughs) john's hand that's tim's hand like i feel like that's what people are saying so like people are like wondering if like tim's the one reaching for the door yeah i don't know i feel like the promos are kind of fake outs or like misleading because like the promo for this episode i was like wait you mean like nolan and selena's case isn't kind of connected to like the lucy undercover one like i don't know i just maybe i like interpreted the promo wrong but i don't know yeah it's a lot but yeah so that um a little less than a month yeah Uh, hiatus yeah Yeah. we've got some like weird scheduling going on because like rookie feds isn't new tonight when you're listening to this on tuesday um because it's i'm assuming it's because it's election day in the u.s like that makes sense because they do coverage after oh Um, yeah (laughs) all the news stations yeah so they'll be back with a new episode the 15th so next week and then i think off until like after thanksgiving so so we'll still be covering feds so it's not like we have like hiatus episodes or anything it's like yeah we're still going to be covering feds just not the rookie like yeah yeah Um, it'll be kind of weird schedule so we'll definitely keep you guys updated on twitter so with that though i think we should just jump into the episode because there was a lot yeah i just like i like how they did like the classic cold open for like john and selena again because like they did it like last time too and i was just like i missed the like just they're just funny (laughs) like it starts off and it's just funny um because i mean you know you got a guy pushing a coffin around in the intersection like that's bizarre um and like nolan was like a whole mood like once i stopped him or whatever and he's like i have so many questions i don't even know where to start um (laughs) which i mean fair um but like okay so like the guy's like pushing around the coffin right and he's like he wanted one last drink with his brother kevin and so then like selena's like you know like my condolences like they're all like thinking like oh okay like (laughs) his brother's like deceased nope <laughs> like he literally just like popped out of the coffin it was like hi i'm like oh my god i was like why why 
Yeah. Like, um, and then I think this is when Nolan was like, oh, the headache. <laughs> the headache <laughs> setting in. And I'm like, also a mood. Like, so relatable, honestly. Um, because, yeah, I just like, just why? <laughs> and yeah. like the fact that um, I think it was William, the um, set director, had said they were like getting the coffin out of storage. Mm-hmm. Like from last season so like just to use it for like that little bit of uh screen time is like i mean it's cool but it was just gosh that's just like a lot of work i feel like yeah but, like not even it was it was maybe like two minutes maybe like not even a five minute scene but anyway um yeah but you know that it took them hours to film that i'm sure yeah, i'm sure yeah Oh, TV world. I mean, we're, they're so dedicated and we're so glad because it makes for good content, but just like, wow. I yeah. just, if I think about it too much, I'm just like, wow. Yeah. Like, that's all I can say. Um, so that was kind of, like I said, that was a cold open for them. It doesn't have anything to do. Although, if I think about it a little bit, it's kind of like the inverse of like their main case, mm-hmm. kind of. Um, like the cold open was like the inverse of that um because their main case um comes about when they're well again they're just kind of like minding their own business john and selena they're like trying to give someone else a ticket or whatever and then like this woman just like comes over and like shoots this man and then like they're like okay like gotta go catch the woman and then selena goes over and like checks the guy and he's like um he's already dead (laughs) like he's he's not like the it's not from the shot yeah it's not from the shot (laughs) and so like i mean they still have to you know like they still they get the woman they like have to you know still like call it in like call everybody um gray though oh my god even gray didn't even know what to do like when he like how do i don't know how to charge it let me call tim i was like tim and i'm like why I was like, this man really has like more experience than Tim and like yeah. more years on the job. And he's like, well, let me just like radio Tim because yeah. I don't know what to do. Yeah. And it's just like, well, it could be that, like, you know, it could be technically a manslaughter case, but then not really. She's not the one that, you know, like caused his death. And then Grace is like, thanks for nothing. <laughs> like, and then just clicks off the radio. Like, he's like, so done um just you know because of this like multitude of options um and so i mean like i said they still have to bring the woman in um and she had her reasons um for shooting him even though she she wasn't the one that killed him um she was mad at um dr mitchelson is the well alvin mitchelson's the victim um she was upset because he was apparently upping her father's like opioids um and like he had overdosed on them Mm -hmm. even though she had she was always like okay this is like too much like you're taking too much like this needs to not happen um and so she obviously she was upset and then um just you know kind of had that like you know you snap moments yeah um in you know shows and um but like so like they don't want like obviously because she's like well i'm not spending the rest of my life in you know prison or whatever if i'm not even the one that killed him because he there are many well i get 
it turns out there are many things that like ended up almost killing him but not exactly but they just know for sure it like wasn't the bullet um and so they like want to get more um info about like his involvement with the like opioids and like with just you know background on him in general um so they like bring in his wife um and she you know she was so shocked to hear you know about her husband shooting and like she's like well this doesn't make any sense like he was you know a good doctor like all his patients loved him um you know and she was just kind of like but like very much surprised yeah at like the um his cause of death I guess um and so that'll come back around a little later um but despite what his wife said um Selena had discovered that like the medical board opened up like um an investigation into Alvin because there were multiple complaints against him for like over prescribing uh medication and um so John and Selena go to like stake out the pharmacy that he uh used the majority of the time um and when they do they actually end up um seeing a uh like a guy loading up a delivery truck to like go out and like um carry the rest of the medicine and so they stop him and um they you know well John like does this thing it's like I don't know it's not like funny like haha I don't know I just like enjoy how he does it because he's like well we're gonna look in your car yeah (laughs) well we're gonna do this like you know and then like everyone's like the suspects are always like can you do that and he's like yeah well we're going to like he doesn't you know he's not really I mean like he'll tell you like what's happening but it's like he's just kind of like I don't know he just like says everything with like a like a slight smile on his face and just mm-hmm. like yeah, you're gonna stand over here now <laughs> yeah you're you know he's kind of awkward about it too yeah it just I mean it's just you know the Nolan way um <laughs> we, we love John Nolan no we do I'm not yeah I'm not saying that in like a you know like uh like rude thing I just think it's just interesting how he's just he's just like that like it just yeah cracks me up um and selena um like was opening up the boxes and she starts like rattling off the names on the um on the pills and um obviously the male driver doesn't match like female patient names that she's getting a lot of um and so they uh want him to like name names because like nolan sees his um like the driver's like uh tattoos i guess and he's like a part of the um rolling 70s group um and like so they're assuming that those are the people that are gonna like sell the pills once they hit the streets so like selena's like okay we'll just tell us like who's in charge and then like you know things will be like easier for you if you do that um and so he does finally like give up um the name um is callus caputo um and i guess like he like Nolan and Selena had like tracked him down but he's like holed up in a shop and so like John has in like an actual shop not like a shop like the vehicle <laughs> like yeah. a store uh, 
and so John has the idea to have um have uh the driver like call him um and like have him be like okay we have you know like there's a car like with some keys under the wheel you know you can go grab that and like get out before the police show up um police cars are already outside and Nolan uh actually stole said keys uh that Callus would have needed for the getaway car so um they get they get him uh on that but then like that's not even like you think like oh okay they got the guy you know that like for the homicide like nope mm-hmm. <laughs> not <laughs> that's not it because no one gets a call from the coroner um the talks report came back it wasn't the shooting it wasn't the stabbing <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't either of those things that killed him like it wasn't a homicidal like manner um it was poison like yep. that's what stopped his heart after he was stabbed um so someone else so there's a third like third person um that like wanted him dead um and so this is when john and selena go back to see uh mrs mitchelson and she like tries to you know like feign surprise and is like did you catch you know who killed my husband and john's like yep we're looking at her like yeah it's you um and she like still tries to play it off and i'm like i thought it was good though that they told her like uh they have you on video at the pharmacy like (laughs) with one of the scripts to fill the meds to stop his heart so like she can't like explain that away um yeah but, you know, she was just mad because, like, you know, well, he was, you know, he was an idiot that was going to go to prison anyway for, like, the, you know, the um, overprescribing and the, you know, the opioid um, dilemma. And so she's like, well, I at least should have gotten the life insurance money. And I'm like, wow, people really will do anything for money, yeah. like literally anything. Um, yeah. And so she's um, arrested and taken into custody and yeah so it was kind of their like their case which I don't know it was just like interesting because it was like yeah everyone was kind of like dabbling in each other's cases for a little bit of time like Milo and Angela were all over the place too and like yeah did you (laughs) no one's face when he was like he's dead or he's poisoned or whatever it was when he like looked in the car I was like oh yeah. that's another meme worthy face yeah but it's not like the best angle yeah so no yeah um yeah that and then just the fact that like on the phone he was like you're kidding yeah <laughs> it's like no <laughs> you're kidding no I was really like, John whoever you're talking to I'm pretty sure that they're not kidding if they're calling you (laughs) and like what are you like and at first I thought it was gonna be like Bailey or something like before he like got off the phone and actually told Selena what the hell was going on I was like oh it was just Bailey talking about you know some like new you know feng shui thing for their house and I'm like nope it was related to the case (laughs) so yeah it was so good the whole thing he was just like a mood in this whole episode to be honest yeah yeah because even when he was like talking to the dog he was like good dog like Mm -hmm. yeah 
next like, week of course of course the dog had to help no one yeah oh yeah really. like i mean john didn't even talk to the dog the dog just like looked that way it's <laughs> yep. good um so next we have like the lucy undercover of it all um which kind of tied in like nyla and angela aaron and tim and gray in a spot so um nyla and angela like after roll call ask gray about chen um and then we see her like walking into his office so they call a db a shopkeeper who refused to pay protection money to a street gang called double r um and the gang task force like only has info on their leader Shayna, who's like three months out of prison and has been extorting store owners on her turf so the victim like took a stand and the gang like made an example out of him um and that was kind of like the part of the promo that was like the text was overlaid with seeing john nolan and like selena with mm-hmm. the gurney and like the body bag or whatever so that's where i was kind of like aren't these two related or something but they weren't uh so lucy like needs to infiltrate the gang uh to get some evidence and murder weapon like a confession would be best ultimately but lucy's like they're not gonna let me get anywhere near them like you know they're a gang they're smart smarter than that so Nyla's like you're you see now like gaining access and building trust is the name of the game and Lucy's like I got it I'll figure it out so Tim and Aaron like roll up on a house that they got a noise complaint on the woman's like arguing with her son she'd rather talk to Aaron um and she says that like her son won't listen like he cut school all of that and so she's like he didn't threaten me um but you know i see him drifting like running the streets instead of doing schoolwork and she's like i'm not he's not gonna end up like his sister like i've already lost one kid i'm not gonna lose another um and so then tim's like well we can't rest him and the woman's like i don't want you to do that just talk to him so aaron talks to taven more than tim um just because he kind of can build a connection with him so aaron gives taven his card and you know says that he can give him a call at any time and so they're like texting back and forth and tim's like congrats like you've got a puppy now and he brings up tamara and instead of saying chen he says lucy that's that was the one spoiler originally that was the one spoiler that i had seen on twitter because someone had like quoted it or whatever and they were like tim called lucy you know by her name or whatever and i was like spoiler like muting Mm -hmm. that account so yeah um but i didn't know what kind of context it was in so it was nice to wait on that um and it was like 20 minutes before the episode dropped i was like guys no let's wait Mm -hmm. um but then lucy and nyla are like working together still at the station and you know they're trying to get everything that they can in order um on double r before lucy goes undercover so lucy's like this gang is full of heavy heavy hitters like they've all been in jail for some major things like why is this intel so light and nyla's you know she just says it's because they're girls like they're not taken seriously and if they are they're written off as drug meals or prostitutes and not the ones who are actually calling the shots um and so nyla's like don't make the same mistakes that men do though and write them off like they're a real threat so Lucy's like, well, what if I pose as a store owner to get them for extortion? And Nyla's like, no, we need them for murder. So they have to still, they have to look for more possible connections. So 
Lucy finds out that Vina Corden had a 415 called at her house that day. And like Tim and Aaron took care of it. That was the call that they had with Taven. So they like talk to them to find out more about the case. They tell them about the call. Uh, They ask about the daughter and, you know, they mention that the daughter is part of the gang uh, that they want to put Lucy under with, but they need Taven to vouch for her. So this is kind of where they all come together. And Tim's like, I'm not sure about putting the kid as a CI for his sister, but, you know, Vina has no prior, no violent priors. So Mm -hmm. Taven's a minor. They're going to like have to ask the mom for permission. Mm -hmm. And they just need an intro. Like that's all that they need. And then Taven can go on his way. Um, and so Tim just suggests like watching Taven themselves and Aaron's like he's kind of on the fence about it and then he ends up agreeing to it just like knowing that like this will help them solve the case so we see uh, Tim and Aaron talking to Taven and his mom and she's like you know is it dangerous and Tim's like no it's just an introduction so she looks at Taven and he's like you know if we can get Vina home like it would be worth it so we then like see the team watching the gang from afar lucy comes in hot like drifting the car and everything she's got taven with her in the back seat yeah like she literally came in hot um and so she's got taven with her vina like pulls the gun on her vina and her gun i was like girl like you need to i know that was like her first line of defense like there was like default mode yeah And then we saw worried Tim's face. We saw it a few times. Yeah. We were blessed. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, like Lucy held her own. Like she was kind of smirking. Like she kind of Mm -hmm. had like a smirking face on. And, you know, she was just like, don't disrespect me. Like, you know, I know. Like, um, so then Lucy, you know, tells her to put the gun away. Taven's like, I'm good. Like she saved me from the cops. And Mm -hmm. Shana's like, Vina, put the gun down. So Shayna invites Lucy to stay and, you know, they, we find out that her Sally knows Shayna too. So instantly, pretty much, Shayna trusts Lucy. And Aaron's like, we should pull Taven now. Tim's like, no, he's good. And Aaron then calls him out for endangering Taven to help Lucy's career. Mm-hmm. And Tim's like, excuse me, like, I'm not doing that. And so Aaron's just like, no you're right like i'm sorry um so we kind of see we see taven like getting beat up and the girls go over there to break it up vina like pulls her gun again for the second time the guys like run off and vina offers her gun to taven and you know she's like you know settle live with them later and he doesn't take it and leaves so lucy's in brad and aaron leave to get taven and like that's kind of where we go from there so Lucy, Vina, and Shayna are sitting there. Vina's talking about how her brother can't like survive on the streets. And Vina's like, what do you know? When Lucy's like, well, maybe it's good for him that he doesn't like get into the gangs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And Shana, like Vina gets all like defensive and Shayna's just like sit down and chill, like especially after what happened. And Lucy catches that and she's like, uh, what did happen? But again, Vina's all defensive and so like Shayna kind of breaks it up and she's like well we got to make a run and she asks if Lucy wants to go too so they we see them go to a it was to me it looked like a restaurant and it was I guess it wasn't like a shop um but it was the restaurant owner and he's like you know I already paid you like why are you guys here again and Vina for the third time pulls her gun and points it at his head 
and Lucy steps in and, you know, Vina's just like, I'm doing business. Like, don't get in my way. Shayna tells them to stop. You know, the liquor store was enough and they don't need any more blood. So she tells Vina to get rid of the gun. And we then see Vina walking up to, like, her family's house. Um, and Brandon, uh, I have it in the outline as Bradson. And I always want to just say Bradson. But then I'm like, no. Tim and Aaron roll up and Lucy says that she's you know made Vina as the shooter we see Vina like pull out her gun and hand it to Taven to hold and she's like you know use it if you need to like you know this this can help and so their mom comes out Lucy's like I'm not blowing my cover so Aaron and Tim pull up to get and attempt to get Vina in custody and Taven still has the gun like out there and Tim sees it and so like he you know kind of well, they, like, they have their guns out anyway in position, like, to arrest Vina. But then, like, Tim still has it out. So Aaron, again, tries to de-escalate the situation and gets Taven to give him the gun. Um, and Taven's just like, you used me because Vina is getting arrested. And so at the end of shift, Aaron, like, you know, asks or it's asked if Taven has reached out to Aaron and he hasn't so Lucy's like well he put a killer in jail and Aaron's just like yeah but at what cost like it was his sister and so Aaron apologizes when like so Aaron and Tim walk away and you know Aaron apologizes for what he said about Lucy and Tim's like it's all good like you know thanks for having my back like tensions get high um and that's kind of where we leave it off with them Mm -hmm. yeah i thought it was interesting though because it was like i mean i thought it was kind of okay that like aaron said what he said because like it wasn't real i mean i guess he could have said it maybe a little bit in it like a different way i don't know but i don't know if it was like really that out of line because it was like yeah it kind of did show a little bit of like Tim's, you know, he's like leaning into a little bit of favoritism when it comes to Lucy. Of course, we've known that yeah. since day one. So it's like Aaron's not, you know, he's kind of a little bit like later to the game with that. But still, I mean, I thought he had like he made a a good point. Yeah. Um, I thought Tim was a, not like defensive, but he was kind of like, I would never endanger a kid to help Lucy, but like also this will help Lucy. So, yeah. Well, because like Tim was the one, like you said, like he was worried about like putting um, Taven under in the first place because he's like, I don't really know about using a kid. So it's like, you could obviously, you know that like Tim cares. It just was like, it just, there was a lot going on with that. And like, obviously his like emotional reactions kind of outweighed his like i don't know more like rational judgmental uh skills i think but yeah you could definitely see aaron like caught on because like you know he's looking over at tim like quite a bit um in the shop and like yeah just tell that he was worried I still just, like, can't take it seriously, though, just knowing that they probably still had their shorts on. I know! Like, Eric and True, like, I can't. Oh, it's so good, though. Like, I, I know, can't. I saw, it just I killed saw me. someone's tweet today, and they were, like, just a reminder, uh, 
Eric and True filmed that scene with no pants on. And I was like, with shorts on. Yeah, no. <laughs> or, or maybe it was with shorts on. I don't know. But I was just like. I, mean, it was, I think it was shorts. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it, was it was, yeah. yeah but still, I was just like, I can't. Like, that's all I was thinking about. <laughs> like, it, like, the first time it came up, I was like, oh, right. This is the thing. Yeah. Um, I just like I couldn't oh my god I just I really love that we're seeing Aaron and Tim a lot this season yeah no like I really love it yeah for sure and next episode we get Tim and Lucy back together who knows for how long it could just be for one season scene or whatever but like we get them back riding Mm -hmm. in the shop together so I don't care yeah it'll be interesting for sure um so then next we had a little bit with uh John and Bailey. Um they well, for them anyway, it started off with the sneak peek that we already saw, you know. Bailey's like having her quiet time and John's like walking through starting to talk and then he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry." So he has to like whisper so he doesn't like distract her too much. Um and then um Bailey kind of comes out and is like well, you know, I've been talking to Selena. Um, and he's like, oh, that's that's another not great start to a conversation. Yeah. Um, and uh, she had mentioned that, like, the energy in their house could be off. Like, things aren't lining up with, like, their birth charts and, like, their star signs and all this stuff. So it's, like, obviously Bailey thinks, like, something has to be done about it because it's, like, she's, like, feeling, like, the... Like she's feeling off because the energy is like yeah could be off, um, and so um, you know John's like oh okay yeah yeah no it's fine like I'm gonna you know we'll, I'll talk to Selena about it you know uh later and I mean they do briefly like have a like tiny conversation I guess I could have mentioned that um in their part like while they're driving um in the shop um you know but like. I thought it was good though that like Selena did like end up reassuring John that it was like well it's probably not you it's just you know your house like it's not you know it's not like a personal thing it's just something that she like noticed about like the environment that they're in um and so I mean that kind of put John like at ease a little bit um Although then the man is, like, back to being a stuttering mess, though, because, like, Bailey comes back by the station and, like, brings a bunch of samples and all this stuff to, like, redecorate, like, pretty much what seems to be, like, his whole house. And he's like, I don't, what is, I like, what is going on? Um, but, you know, John, like, still wants to talk to her and, like, he wants her to be happy there. Um, and so he kind of, like, as he's talking, kind of comes to the conclusion that it's, like oh, well, there's nothing, like, of Bailey's there. So, like, if John gets some of her stuff to, like, make it their place, then, like, maybe that'll kind of help, like, smooth things over. Um, And there's, like, one lounge chair, I guess, that um, Bailey, you know, liked. Um, (laughs) But then cut to, like, towards the um, end of the episode, (laughs) John, like, had brought that um, chair, like, out of storage for her. And she's like, oh, my God, no, it's ugly. Take it back. (laughs) I'm like, 
okay like I don't know I mean like I got it but then at the same time it did stick out like a sore thumb because it was like this yeah. bright orange like um almost velvet like uh like reclining chair I don't know it was just it was yeah it was a little it stuck out a little bit um but like also how has she not moved stuff in there yet like we've never yeah, seen know. them at her place and they've basically like been living together since season five episode one so yeah yeah i don't know it yeah it's interesting um and so but like um bailey's uh the gnome however gets to stay um and she's like all you know like happy about it and john like helps her find a place um to like put it on this like little uh ledge on a shelf um and as if to end you know the episode off like there's a little like teeny tiny earthquake <laughs> basically that um causes gnome to fall and break and he's like no that doesn't necessarily mean anything like you know it's fine everything's good and i'm like john really just can't win <laughs> like in this episode like he's just like having a time because like they both had like finally settled on something you know bailey yeah job, you know, they can like stay and it's like oh mother nature's like nope see you later no <laughs> so honestly like balen can't win at all on the show really. like they can't even have a normal date she can't move into his place without like an earthquake happening like they just they can't win yeah but they've lasted longer so mm -hmm. that's something yep yeah but i just thought it was nice though that john was like you know being a good fiance and like you know wanting to make sure she's like all comfortable and stuff but oh my god again he was just such a like a meme and a mood like because he was just like when he saw all the samples on the table he's like his eyes got like as wide as saucers he was like i am gonna regret walking in here yeah but i mean i like that you know bailey and selena are kind of like besties now because like when she saw her um in the break room she was like oh hey girl like yeah it was, just, it was cute so i love that we're getting a lot of that like dynamic that trio yeah. this season yeah yeah but yeah so then we had wesley and elijah and uh, elijah 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 a side note though brandon was like our biggest fan last night like kudos to your live tweets tagging him i do what i can <laughs> um it was like every commercial break that I was checking, like I saw <laughs> he was in our notifications and I just yeah. kept texting you, but yeah, no, it was great. Um, yeah. Cause I mean, you know, we're the kind of people that, um, we like the, the bad guys, like the actors just play the bad guys so well, like we can't not like have respect for that. Yeah. Um, but also though, can I just say like, I also saw on Twitter earlier today, I don't know if you saw it, but like people are like, shipping them shipping did who? you see that like wesley and elijah swear to god swear to god wait no no yeah. no 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 swear to god no i just think no, it's so no not even oh as a romance like it can't happen oh my god no but just like i just can't though because like it reminds me like 
my sister like every time like we'll watch like a different tv show or like a movie or something and there's like two men that are like fighting she's like mm-hmm. why do they get so close to each other they look like they're gonna make out and I'm like that's probably why because <laughs> they like, uh. it, it just happens though like I don't know what it is about like the dynamics of like men they like get in each other's well, face yeah. like so much but Wesley and Elijah being so I don't together, know if that was I don't, it I don't know about or, that or what um I mean, listen, Wesley shouldn't get close to Elijah in terms of, like, getting mad at him because Elijah, I'm pretty sure, could do some damage. <laughs> like, <laughs> just saying. Yeah. 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 No, but that was that was something I just thought, oh, my gosh. I was just, like, because it was, like, um, Sean had, like, uh, saw a tweet, like, of, like, a ship name for them. Um, it's, like, Everstone. <laughs> ever so okay i do yeah. like that i know it's good right I'm yeah like, Damn. all right so next time we see them on screen together we're tweeting out ever so like yeah i'm like yeah. it's fine and then like brandon i think like retweeted it or something or like liked the another tweet about it. oh my god it's just so great i was just like hey it's sean and brandon approved i was like i don't know about should be them. i mean even as a bromance like i don't i don't know they're like frenemies i guess yeah yeah no but i mean it was just oh my god it just reminded me it just you know just like i said because the dynamics like when men yeah. are mad at each other it's like that kind of so i can i can kind of like i can understand where people are coming <laughs> from oh my gosh well to each their own so yeah, yeah. um but anyway sorry i had to throw that in there no it's fine i hadn't seen that all yeah. I had seen was Brandon and our notifications, like, all the time. And then even on Instagram, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So, during, like, roll call, a briefing, we see Gray and Angela are being served with a civil suit and a pitchless motion. And I thought it was so funny when the guy was, like, when he asked Tim if he was Wade Gray, and Tim's like, no. Yeah, like, oh, <laughs> no. And then poor Tim, like, had his little, you know, like be safe out there you know and like yeah speech interrupted oh it was so good papers it was so good so then we find out that a pitchless motion is a request into a cop's personal personnel file looking at everything like ia complaints even the bogus ones so angela asks john because he's a union rep which i kind of completely forgot that he was a union rep it's like like, oh yeah okay and um she's like you know is there anything that you can do to help and he's like well not much about the lawsuit that i can do but the pitchless motion i can call the city attorney attorney's office and make sure that they're following uh pobr i forgot how to say that um but i was like well i've been hit with these and like they've never been granted so you know you might be fine and Angela's like, yeah, but if this one's granted, Elisha can use it to support his claims of violation of civil rights, false arrest by a peace officer with a warrant, and racial profiling and civil conspiracy. And so Angela's like, you know, if he thinks that he can sue a defense attorney turned prosecutor and win, like, he doesn't know how badass my husband is in the courtroom, which, like, yes, Angela, go off, queen. 
So Nolan's like on the phone with the Petrus motion while he's, you know, in the car with uh Selena. And he finds out that Angela and Wesley's marriage is going to complicate things. Because why wouldn't it? Like, we can't ever have anything good for Walpez, apparently. Um, And so Elijah's going to try and prove prejudice. And he may actually have a case. Um, So, like, we cut over to see Wesley at his usual coffee shop. And, like, he doesn't even have to give his order. Like, he's known by by name there. Um, And Elijah ends up walking up, like, from the back of the place um and he's like you know i found out that you know you your old money rich wesley and like how does it feel having generational wealth and angela or and elijah's like well i'll be relieving you of your burden soon like you know um and also you need to leave because this is not your spot anymore and wesley then gets served with a restraining order that elijah got against wesley which that should have been the other way around but yeah, like, we're like, not gonna go backwards there backwards is that my like, god yeah yeah like we're not gonna go there with how backwards that is um so then like angela and nyla are doing surveillance and like watching lucy with the the gang stuff um and gray calls angela to tell her that the pitchers motion failed and that elijah can't get his hands on angela's file but like he decided to file his own motion against her claiming that she assaulted him and gray's like it won't happen and Angela's like, yeah, he should be in jail, but, like, he's walking free, so don't underestimate him. Mm-hmm. But also, like, don't underestimate Wesley Evers and Angela Lopez. Yeah. Um. So then, like, Wesley and Angela talk, and, like, the city is offering to pay Elijah a settlement, and he's like, you know, Elijah's like, I lost everything when I helped get your wife back from La Fiera, and it turns out that Wesley turned Elijah into a pariah according to Elijah. And he's like, you know, I, I, now I have to start from the bottom and like, I'm not worried because I'll win. Um, and everyone will have to pay from their personal accounts. Like he brings up Nyla's name, Nolan's name, Gray's name. Um, and Elijah's like, I'll just keep coming after you and your friends until, you know, Wesley apologizes in public. And, so at the end of the episode, like Wesley's getting ready to speak at the press conference, and Angela reminds him that like he doesn't have to do this. And yeah. Wesley's like, I have to. So Elijah's standing right there next to Wesley, which like move two feet away, dude. <laughs> um, and Wesley apologizes in front of the cameras, and Elijah's moment when he hears that his reputation has been tarnished is so annoying because he just like closes his eyes and nods like he's so distraught over that um which i mean he probably is to a point but like also chill dude um it's like we know what your actual reputation is it's like yeah you can't tarnish something that wasn't really that good to begin with (laughs) also i'm surprised that like he was there in just like jeans and a t-shirt like every time that we've seen him he's been like dressed to the night like in a suit yeah and like (laughs) in that moment he was in jeans and a t-shirt like i don't know it was just weird i was like well does he want to like really play the victim card here maybe that's what it was yeah Yeah. but then like he literally pushes wesley out of the way like he elbows him out of the way and accepts the undisclosed settlement and the apology and like wesley's face oh my god he just if looks could kill that would be him like Mm -hmm. so i mean even angela she's just like pissed off so oh yeah for sure yeah 
and Elijah's like, you know, I hope that everyone has learned their lesson and strives to do better. And then they like shake hands and smile for a picture. And Wesley just like yanks his hand away from Elijah. Like, I thought that was so funny. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but I did. Yeah. Well, probably just because Elijah was like kind of like ordering Wesley to smile. And it was like, oh my God, it was like the fakest Wesley smile ever. Um, and then, and meanwhile, Angela though is like standing like right next to Wesley, and she just can't even like, she she just can't like her her yeah. face is saying it all. She's like, this is the worst day ever. Yeah. So poor Wopez. Uh, I poor just, Wopez. Yeah, I don't want Elijah to mess with them anymore. But like, also, it makes for good drama, and yeah, it gives us Everstone. So mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I don't know. just. For it. Yeah, Brandon and Sean just like work really well together on screen, and yeah, just, yeah. I don't know. I just like I said, I shouldn't like their scenes together as much as I do. They just play off each other so well. It's like I don't know. Yeah. Oh, we works. definitely shouldn't like any of these villains on the <laughs> show. Like I was thinking about that last night. I was like, man, the rookie is doing something good when we're liking the villains on the shows. Yeah. Because I mean, even Zora on last week's rookie feds i was like mm-hmm. okay i kind of like you yeah i shouldn't but i kind of do mm-hmm. yep. so yeah um so we did have uh some thoughts um not many but i mean still a few um for the rookie episode um valerie had said um it wasn't uh my favorite um all of the plot points were uh kind of weak and could use some uh work um so and then she posed the question so elijah went through all that time and money for an apology oh i guess i hadn't really like thought of it like all together like that yeah like i'm going through all that just for the apology Mm, yeah but i feel like there was like something about like because because elijah's kind of has that like narcissistic kind of like personality like component about him i feel like it was just like he wanted the like the spotlight back like he wanted that like vindication even though he didn't deserve it (laughs) He's also got other motives, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, Valerie also said Lucy had again outed herself as a UC uh, to violent criminals. The first was Lafiera. Um, she wasn't in any position to change whatever was going to happen. Oh, like when she had said, oh, well, I'm not going to, you know, I can't blow my cover. Then like she yeah. ran out. Okay. Got it. Got it. Yeah. I guess I didn't really think about the Lafiera. But I mean, I feel like like at some point she's going to blow her cover. Yeah. Like, just, yeah. I don't know. Seems to happen for her. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, Aaron wanted the um, pavement pulled out earlier, but um, shouldn't his exit have already been planned? Oh, like they should have like talked about it maybe. Yeah. I guess. Yeah um because valerie said he didn't have communication um what did he want him to do exactly 
Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It's just like a I feel like just it was like an active situation kind of yeah. you know? like with like a lot of like things moving in like real time and they just couldn't like get a good handle on it. Well, um, I was thinking like they were playing it by ear, but like yeah. even then knowing that Taven's a minor, they wouldn't I doubt that they would have. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like there are some holes in storytelling sometimes like because i i know we say this with a few other episodes too like feels like we missed a part or something yeah yeah um and then lastly valor said the nolan store was okay not particularly interesting but okay yeah i mean i kind of feel that like i don't know i kind of feel like it was just like thrown in like oh we needed an extra storyline Yes, because it didn't connect to anything mm-hmm. else. Yeah. No. When I mean we could have really just had the Balin stuff, but mm-hmm. and then had like Nolan and Selena like working on the gang stuff too, or something else. But yeah, I mean yeah. they needed a way to tie in Nolan more so than just like the Wesley and Elijah stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, I just had a thought. I wish like Selena could have gone like undercover. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> Yes. mostly for the fact that i was like getting chicago pd vibes yes. <laughs> yesterday so that's probably why i'm like oh okay that'd be fun but i yeah. mean honestly though she probably would kill it yeah because like, she's resourceful and like on the rookie so. give me lucy and selena anyway. undercover right now like give it i just to need me. like their i just need like their besties era to like yeah. really take off too yeah but, yeah We've anyway. got Bailey and Selena as besties. Now we need Lucy and Selena as besties. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, Blessed Turtle had said, I'm actually surprised that Bailey had not brought any of her stuff over to Nolan's this entire time. They've practically been living together since 407. I think they mean 507. Because like she hadn't came in until like the last episode of season four. Um, oh, she came in last episode of season three. Oh, Bailey. yeah, okay. Because yeah. that was the Laugh Hero stuff. Okay, I'm getting my seasons yeah. mixed up. So then it was 407. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, so Blessed Turtle had said, like, no wonder she was feeling off-center. It was basically still just no one's home. Hopefully her good luck charm breaking at the end because of a mini-quake doesn't mean anything ominous. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I feel like Balin just has bad luck. So, yeah. um. They also said Elijah clearly isn't done with the gang, and that handshaking scene during the press conference made me more than a little nervous. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I don't know. If they hurt Wesley Evers in any way, like, it's going down. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and they said, glad to see Nolan and Amora's and the finishing each other's sentences part of their partnership um and then said no one is proving to be a great to with the way that he's managed to help Juarez interpret her instincts in a way that actually translates to good police work with great results definitely not a conventional way to solve cases but i'm happy that he's not discouraging her from her quirky and very superstitious self same mm. like i'm glad that he's encouraging it i mean he might not be happy about it at first but he's at least encouraging that um and then they said thorsten impressed me a lot in this episode he's really good at de-escalation 
that scene when they showed up to arrest Taven's sister was so intense, but Aaron kept his cool and no one got hurt. Plus, the scene of him calling Tim out pretty much confirmed that he's not just that it's not just Lopez and Tamara that have suspicions about Chenford, and that's great. Now I'm wondering who else is suspicious. Harper, definitely, maybe Gray, definitely not Nolan. <laughs> I love how everyone's kind of like, yeah, no, Nolan's like the last one to know. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then they said, finally, we have Wesley and Elijah. I think it was a mistake for Wesley to publicly apologize to Elijah. It'll put his career in jeopardy, and he doesn't even fully know what Elijah is planning. He believes he's protecting his family, but knows, but we know Elijah isn't going to let this go. The man was petty enough to legally keep Wesley from getting a scone from his favorite place, so I wouldn't put anything past him. He is untouchable right now, and with no definitive proof of his crimes, it's going to take a long time to bring him to justice. That is, if Abril doesn't get to him first, she probably still blames him for Lafayette's death and has a score to settle. I didn't even think about Abril and the whole, like, Lafayette thing, but it'll be interesting. But, I mean, the fact that, like, um, Elijah, like, specifically, like, mentioned Lafayette makes me think that, like, maybe it could be mentioned again, like, yeah, like, the you know this possible vengeance yeah uh, thing but i don't know yeah who knows but that's about it for the rookie do we have any other notes no not good. It, was, it was a good episode mm-hmm. yeah if, yeah it was I mean, I feel like it was kind of all over the place and there were a couple of strong storylines, but I feel like the Nolan and Selena stuff, like it wasn't that heavy in the episode, but I feel like it, if we could have kind of done without it, but they yeah. needed a way to kind of give them some moments. So, yeah. I mean, there were a lot of like comedy moments. Yeah. Like for in sure. The episode two for them. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but with that, we'll go ahead and move into the rookie feds episode one, uh, one Oh six called the Reaper. Um, and we'll kind of start off with Simone and Carter going undercover. Um, and I love that this was like the second week in a row that they went undercover. Mm-hmm. Like it was fun to see, um, yeah. and totally in a totally different environment than what they were in before oh yeah different outfits different like everything tone different yeah Yeah. different everything um but they're in search of the reaper who is an elusive international sniper with at least nine known kills and simone's like going undercover at a county jail to find out more about the suspect because they know that his girlfriend is in the jail too so you're going off of only one known photo, but like two days ago, agents were working off of a tip from Interpol uh, linking the Reaper to payments made from a shell corporation raided um, raided home in Malibu Canyon. And so the Reaper wasn't there for the raid, but like his girlfriend just captured Zora Mattis um, and she's being held at con- county jail for conspiracy to commit murder. And she's like awaiting her arraignment. And so they don't know if she's, like in the know or just caught in the crossfire um but they do know that she's not just arm candy like she's got a lot to lose so she said no to a deal and like intercepted dark web uh 
communique is leading them to believe that like the reapers in la to carry out his next hit so the clock is ticking um and simone's going undercover as an inmate like work sora and find out anything about the reaper's true identity and his next target so like she gets her undercover personality and background and carter's like she's a probationary agent like she's not ready for this and Gars is like, she's got experience in prisons, and you're going undercover as a sheriff deputy to keep an eye on her. And Carter's, we don't really see him, like, have any arguments with that, Um, but Simone's just, like, laughing and stuff. Like, you know, you're, like, roped into this again. Um, So Carter, like, runs through everything with her again. Like, we get the um voiceover of it as we're seeing, like, her like go undercover which is always one of my favorite things um and so he's like stating that only the warden knows that they're undercover and like she can't trust anyone he can't watch her back every moment so she's gonna have to hold her own sometimes um so we see simone slash cheryl like walking into i call it the bunking room because that's just where all their beds are um she like goes over to zora who's reading a book not in the mood to chat um doesn't really want to like make friends or anything and so she's trying to like get stuff out of her meanwhile brenson is working with garza to go through everything that was dropped uh or recovered from the malibu rental home that the evidence response team dropped off and so garza's like he opens a case that reveals firearms and he's like well we're gonna have to um the reapers are gonna have to work a little harder for the next target because this was left behind um and he's gonna ultimately have to find a new way to get a gun and so Gers is like there is a potential guy that could help the reaper with who is dave barber and turns out that brendan knows him like that's the guy who trained brendan for a movie that he was in like that made him have to learn about guns because brendan like is kind of stunned to see this gun so it turns out that dave is an armor uh and he supplies firearms to actors on movie sets so an inmate like we go back over to the jail and inmate re- recognizes carter and she's like i'll tell everyone that you're a fed unless you get me out of here and so now he's got something else to worry about like he's got to keep her quiet make sure that simone's good um and so he's like he basically tells her like if you keep my cover like i will help you um and so brenson we go back over to brenson they meet up with dave boomstick barber and they show him the firearm like in a picture or whatever and he you know they ask if he made one of those recently and he's like well if i did it's because the second amendment affords me that right and he's like but it's not really my place to ask a customer like what they do with the firearm and laura's like well he's planning to commit a crime so tell us everything that you know dave doesn't say anything but he looks over towards the trailers and we see the reaper walking away with the case that we can assume is the firearm um so like brunson's on the run and you know they split up laura gets ambushed by him he like takes her down and then like handcuffs one of her hands the steps of the trailer um and brendan is like in a prop truck and the reaper like jumps down from like the ceiling or shelf or something and like they go at it he tramps brendan like in the truck the reaper is on the run again and like we see brunson run up somehow laura's got out of the handcuffed she's still got one of the bracelets on her but like she's gotten free um but the reaper like carjacks someone and ends up taking off so 
Brendan like looks down at the handcuffs. This is like one of our small Brenta moments. He looks down at the handcuffs and she's like, I don't want to talk about it. Like she's on the phone, she's calling it in, and she does not want to talk about those handcuffs. So they're on the phone with Garza, like telling them, you know, telling him all what went down and like everything's in processing. And we go back over to Cheryl slash Simone, who's talking to Zora at this point. And she's like, you know, I need a favor, like a lawyer. And she says all of this is like to try. She says all of this to try and find out more about Zora's boyfriend. And just as Simone was getting Zora to like finally open up, Carter comes and like pulls Simone away. And um, Carter's like, you know, I'm pulling the plug like I've been made. And he's like, these ops take weeks to form a bond. And, like, you're not going to get this out of Zora in a few days or whatever. Um, and so Simone's just like, I can do this. Like, let me let me try here. So Simone, like, walks back up to Cheryl, like, who's reading a book in the bunking area. And she's actually texting instead of reading. And so she puts her phone in the mattress, like, when Simone comes over. And Simone's like, you know just trying to kind of get any more information out of her and so then we see garza like call brenson with a hit on an atm and brendan's like yeah i'm good at de-anonymizing cryptocurrency like you know i was top of the class or whatever at the academy of for he, that. he had a couple yeah. of those moments too because he was like you know top of that's how he passed the you know firearm qualifications or whatever excuse a sniper or you know played yeah. one on him you know in a movie and i'm like dude like i can't he's like perfect <laughs> like everything yeah. like what but like also this okay we're like six episodes in and yeah. like anytime that brendan says something like they don't listen to him because he's like <laughs> i said that yeah like listen to him i don't know if it's more so just laura or if it's like everyone but well, it's definitely laura she yeah. doesn't like she doesn't let them let him like really talk because like simone much. said stuff and brendan's like i said that earlier like you know yeah yeah let... i just feel like they're just very very di- like everyone's just i mean you know brendan has his like special skills but it's like yeah i feel like since he is so like um i so don't know tiny. Jo- jovial yeah. yeah like just joyous all the time like it kind of maybe like wonders if he can have that like kind of serious like not quite cynical but like you know he doesn't have that like jaded effect to yeah. him that yeah some of the other agents do i think yeah so then like they just have to get access to the digital wallet and you know that the reaper used and so brendan's like i can try it like let me take a shot at it so we go back over to the jail like it's very like back and forth and Mm -hmm. carter pulls zora for a bathroom break to try and like give simone a chance to get the phone and just as zora and carter are like walking to the bathroom jasmine who has already made carter like stops them and wants to talk and so like he tells zora to like stay put and next thing we see like Zora's gone. Like she's back how over by. That was a good idea. Like, what was that? why wouldn't? How would you think that that's a good idea? Like, just telling an inmate to stay put. Like, there's no guard watching you anymore. Who the heck's gonna listen? Like, yeah, but like, as long as she's still in the confines, like, it's fine. 
the confines of the prison but like I don't know. She he couldn't like take Zora with him to like talk to Jasmine. Although Zora would have known. It was just no. I was just like I it was, was just, just like, like bad no, Carter, planning. Distracted. Like I was just like, oh damn. It, it was just bad planning. Like you can't tell me that there wasn't another guard there that he could have like passed Zora off to. But even then, he wanted to like keep an eye on Zora. So I mean, it does make sense. Um, but yeah. So then. Zora's like gone and she's we find her like walking back over and like to her bed and like she's catching Simone getting the phone and so Simone says that like she saw that Zora had a line out and she wanted to talk to her girl and Zora's like stay away from my stuff um so we go back over to the crypto wallet and Brendan it turns out that Brendan isolated the crypto wallet from the ATM transaction and they found that the Reaper received a down payment for $100,000. And so, like, they kind of deduce that he's after the guy that he receives $100,000 from. Um, and they're, like, it's Bugrav. Um, So they're going to try and, like, rattle his cage and catch him slipping up. And so they get him into the state, into, like, the bureau and talk to him about the crypto payment that was tracked. And so they're like, well, you can tell all of us that, or you can tell us all of this, or you can give us the Reaper, like, or we can just, you know, make your life, like, tear your life apart. And so Garza and Brunson are breaking it down, and, like, they need to get a warrant for his communications. And so Carter and Simone, like, check back in with Garza, and they're like, we don't have anything. Um, and Garza's like, okay, well, I'll get you guys out of there. Like, Carter confiscate Zora's phone. So that the text on our side can like analyze it. And Laura's like, she before she uh they let them go, she asks Simone for help and like, you know, she's building a profile for the Reaper. And so Simone's like, well, maybe he fell in love with her and like it threw him off of his game. And Simone then puts the pieces together and she's like, Zora has a burner phone, nothing to trade for. Like she's not fitting the profile. And then Garza thinks about the shoes and he's like, for the shoes who they assume is the Reapers aren't worn down on the tops, but Zora's are. And so they put it together that she's the Reaper because, like, the way that she's been positioned with the sniper, the tops of her shoes would be worn, worn off. And so we see Zora and the guard, like, walking to the infirmary. I'm assuming that's the infirmary because she's, like, in quote-unquote pain. Um, but then, like, she takes the other guards who come to, like, rescue like her they she takes them out so carter and Simone like find deputies down jail goes on lockdown um and simone picks up zora's glasses and we see zora exiting the jail in a deputy sheriff's outfit and then like her boyfriend is the getaway driver um which was the assumed reaper before they found out that it was zora so Simone says that everything Zora said about her boyfriend is true, like, and she can't give him up because she loves him too much. She brings up the restaurant, they look into it more, um, and kind of figure out, like, they get his actual name from there. So then, like, we kind of have this odd moment, like, Cuddy calls Simone and, like, tells her about Dina from the previous night. Like, there's just so much going on in this storyline, and, like, they're all going back and forth. Um, 
And so this is like news to Simone. Like she didn't know that Dina was engaged before. Um, so Simone's like, I'll worry about that later. Um, and we end up seeing Carter like sit down with Jasmine's daughter and she asks like, you know, how her mom is. Um, and she's like, I hate that she's been locked up, but with bail that high, like there's no way that I can pay for it without putting my house up for collateral. Um, and her daughter's like, I can't risk what I've worked for, like to save my mom. Um, so Carter's like, I made some calls, got the bail down to $5,000. Um, because because what's happening to her isn't right and so jasmine's like or jasmine's daughter is like yeah now i can bail her out and um garza is like garza comes up and you know says jasmine didn't have any leverage on carter anymore and carter's like i made her a promise like what's the point of the badge if we can't do some good so we see simone and dina for a hot minute and they're talking and simone like simone brings up the ex-fiance and Dina's like, I was going to introduce you guys, you know, you bailed. Um, and Dina's just like, I want the relationship to be more. And Simone's like, I get that, but I'm also finally living my dream. And like, I've seen the toll that this job can take. Like, and if Dina's not down for it, like it's the end of the road for them right now. Um, so they end up breaking up and then Brendan comes out and he's like, you know, we got a hit on Zora's boyfriend we've got his name um and so then they end up arresting alexander perry um and simone and garza like go through blue Grove's emails and find another name that zora might be going after and so they figure out where she's possibly shooting from and zora's like i have an idea to stall her so um simone calls her from the burner she stalls zora as like you know she has her sniper position included on the victim so Brenson is like climbing the steps and Carter's like, you know, he's outside. He's helping them kind of figure out like what floor she's on. Um, and so Simone mentions the name James Knox and Zora's like, who is he? And it turns out that he's not the target. So Brenson really needs to get Zora quicker because they yep. think that James is the target right there. Um, and so Zora's like, no, Bukwarv isn't the mastermind of the operation. Like he's the target. And so the FBI ultimately wants her to turn over her client list and like help them take down the people who ordered the hits and Alexander won't have to serve jail time and she can be extradited to Italy so she can like serve her time near him. So Zora's like, I gotta go. Like I'm ready to take the shot. And like, just as she's going to pull the trigger, she hears footsteps approaching. So like she books it or she goes into hiding Brentson enters they find like they start looking for her but all they find is like her sniper and like it's set up um and so they like they end up just making more like they they go more into like this floor that she's on um and she ends up taking down Brendan and then is about to clobber him with like a piece of wood until Laura comes up and grabs her it's just like a crazy fight scene between the three and they get her down and like Brendan handcuffs her. And then we even get a little Brenton fist bump. Like, yeah. And like, so she tried to like choke Laura with like some kind of yeah. like cord or something. And then like Brendan had to go and like tackle her again. Like this. Oh my God. I just felt so bad for them. I was like, no, they're just getting beat up left and right. But then also I was like, 
I'm sure that was like quite a lot of like you know having like some stunt people come in I'm assuming for some of it yeah. and then like pulling them out and then like shooting it with like Kevin and Brett. yeah and then just like all that work too <laughs> for like yeah. these few like scenes but I mean it was good it made for good oh for sure uh, TV I'm just like again lots of work and I'm just like in awe of how they, how yeah. they do it all no they definitely um yeah, Brenton like really went through this episode because he really did because the guy um Zoe Alexander Gordon, Perry yeah, yeah. Alexander, um literally was like kicking her yeah like, before she got handcuffed to the trailer I'm like ow like can like, you not do this yeah I was like excuse you she's tiny don't hurt her like oh my god and then just like yeah and then like for a second I was kind of like why didn't Brendan go see if like Laura was okay? But then I realized he was on the opposite side of the a different trailer. Yeah. Like he wasn't even in the same space because the camera jumped around so much in those action scenes. I was like, yeah. I don't know who's who and what's what and all mm-hmm. this stuff, but it was good. Anyway, yeah. sorry, continue. No, <laughs> it's fine. So then at the end of the episode, we find out that it was Daria, the estranged ex-wife who paid the Reaper to turn Bukwarv into Pink Mist, and, like, she used his crypto account. This whole, like, case was just all over the place. It was like, Daria, like, we never met her. We no. just heard about her. No. Um. So then Laura was like, you know, I was tempted to let Zora take the shot, and now, you know, like, we find out that Zora's now on her way back to county jail under strict ob- observation. So, like, she won't get out anymore. And then, like, we see Jasmine and her Jasmine and her daughter come to visit Carter, and Carter's like, I'll be right back. Like, I have to take care of this. And Laura and Garza are like, yeah, we're definitely gonna go and check this out. Um, and so Jasmine, like, gives Carter a hug, and she's like, I got out because of you. Um, and he's like, yeah, but you kept my cover, so I kept my promise. Um, and she's like, that's rare in the world, in my world, so I brought something to say thank you. And she gives him VIP passes to her strip club. And she's like, drinks are on me. And she kind of like flirts with them. And he's like, thanks, but no thanks. And Laura's like, she comes running up and she's like, we'll take them. And she's like, yeah, you can take this. Like, it's fine. Um, And she's like, you know, you said that we could go out and get a drink. Like, there's no shame in taking this. And so Garza like walks away and he's just like cackling. And Carter's like, just, he doesn't know what to do um so that was funny to see and then we see at the end of the episode Cuddy and Simone are like having a nice night in like she tells them that she was in jail for an assignment and she asks him how he stayed sane and he's like you know I knew that I was coming home to you and your mom like that's what gave me life and so Brendan like comes over and he has the strip club tickets and he's like want to come and Simone's like, normally I would, but like, I'm good tonight because Dina and I broke up and like, it's just been a long day. And one, okay, I was hoping that we would get to see like Laura give Brendan the tickets. Or we did. I was, like, we? I was like, we were so close. Yeah. Like, we were so close to having Brendan at a strip club for something else was random. Also, though, like, I need to see the entire team at the strip club. Like, Garza, I mean, literally, they can solve the case there and they could do whatever. (laughs) I don't even care. I just 
want to see them outside of work as they would literally have to drag carter like kicking and screaming like even if it was for an assignment (laughs) yeah so freaking awkward and simone would just be like damn carter like you're like loosen the suit tie a little bit or something yeah oh yeah definitely for sure and then i would honestly bet though if they did go to like any kind of club and they were like you know off shift or whatever and like drinks are going laura would be the first one to be like completely wasted because yeah. she's like she would go hard and like oh my god have a time i i just want to see one scene one scene of them and more than just the end scene of them like doing something all together after work yeah or at least a few of them like maybe it's simone carter and then like brendan and laura together like i don't care yeah. i just want to see more like at least one scene of them all together like yeah. more than we did last episode at the beach so yeah. yeah um so then you know Cuddy comes in like with a homemade with a slice of homemade sweet potato pie and offers Brendan a slice and Simone's like you should just go to the club like you know but Brendan's like this is where I want to be and it's just like a little found family moment especially because of like Brendan's storyline in this episode and oh I loved it. I loved it so much. I didn't catch that it was sweet potato pie. I don't know how I missed that. But <laughs> well, because I was like staring at it for the longest time. And I'm like, I don't know what kind of pie that is. It looks good. I want to know what kind of pie. Okay, so sweet potato yeah. pie. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. But, but yeah, yeah, it was fun. I kind of want I don't know. I can kind of picture like the three of them like having a game night or something. Yes. yes oh my gosh i honestly just i i want more scenes between brendan and simone too like we see their best friend moments but i also feel like they're so connected with their partnerships like we just see a lot of their partnerships that first simone and brendan being friends when they got into like the unit together we don't see them interact much so yeah I don't know. Or like another like food truck scene or something. Yeah. Or just hanging out. Lots of after we're thinking like after work scenes. I was gonna say someone could like write them, but I don't even think there's like any (laughs) fan fiction out there. But people should start writing fan fiction on them. I don't know. Mind it. A rookie feds after work moments, please. Yeah, just manifesting that things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then so the other storyline that we had for feds was um, revolving around Brendan's dad um, and so the first time we like hear a mention of um, him was in the sneak peek that we saw because they're on the way to meet um, Boomstick when uh, Lucy is actually the one that calls um, Brendan and is like there's a break-in at your storage locker um and when like they arrested the suspect they had said like you know can you call brendan um yeah and um the suspect um was uh miles butkus um and that is brendan's dad um and he was like saying you know well like could they stop by and like get him in a little while they have to like go and do this interview um and she was like yeah sure that's fine um 
And then, of course, like, I thought Laura was going to try to be, like, serious or whatever in, like, that moment and then have, like, their first kind of, like, you know, like, talking moment or whatever. And then just, like, literally the only thing she took away from it is that Brendan's, like, actual name is, like, Brendan Buckkiss. And I was, like, nice. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was funny. Because even like, it was, like, that's what you took away from it, I was, like, ooh, fair. But, like, we've also seen him or seen her kind of, like, digging at brendan and so i was like yeah. also not surprised that she yeah, like focused on that that's fair yeah um, but also i want to know where the last name acres comes in from like is it his mom's mm-hmm. like maiden name or something true. yeah Ooh, true yeah i didn't think about that mm-hmm. i don't know of course you know like how like actors will sometimes just like change their name to like something that sounds better yeah. Maybe it was like a that kind of th- I don't know. Okay, now I'm curious. <laughs> now they gotta <laughs> now they gotta address that at some point too. Yeah. Um yeah. Um and so when they do like after they do the interview and stuff, um they do arrive to um pick up Miles. Um you can tell like Brendan's already like acting a little bit like different. I mean, not like not like completely different or anything, but he's like still like talk like talking aloud more he's like saying he's like wait for it oh here we go oh there's a hug like you know yeah. when uh miles comes up to hug him um after greeting uh brendan and laura at uh mid wilshire um and um like laura notices that like you know brendan and miles obviously are gonna need to like talk so she's like kind of just like um like shrugs her shoulders and like tilts her head and she's like i'm gonna be over here um but she's still like ever so observant like just kind of watching how they like interact uh with each other and um brendan like asks his dad he's like what were you doing like breaking into the locker like what to like get vampire cop merch to sell um and he's like well you're not using it um Mm -hmm. And apparently, uh, Miles is sick and like needs the money for like bills and such. Um, and we don't like really like. I mean, like, you can see it on Brendan's face. It's not so much in like words, but just like he's just kind of like, oh, here we go again. Like this is the same kind of like cycle. It's like happening for him. Um, and uh. Lucy had like kind of pulled him aside um and like was like you know we can like void the arrest like it's you know not a problem um and Brendan is just like so kind to Lucy like he's Mm -hmm. just so kind like period because like even on the phone like he was like of course I remember you Lucy and it's like all the things and then like here he's like if you wouldn't mind, that'd be great. So I can like sort everything out. And I'm like, oh, he's just so cute. I feel like he's also kind of like so sunshiny and like so polite with her. Cause he kind of sees that it like annoys Laura or like kind of <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I yeah, feel like he does. could. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, kind of. Maybe. I mean, if he wants to be more, if he wants to be like that with him around too, like I wouldn't be mad about it because I know that it would just like grind Tim's gears to no end. Oh my god, it'd be so funny, so funny. We need oh we god. need another Chenford and Brunson scene. Like Honestly, I'm asking yeah. nicely at this point. 
we need another I'll, like, Jennifer and Brunson. Scene. Yeah, I'll like pay like all the money in the world. Like I don't even care. Like oh my god, because like yeah. the one that we had, I mean, it was good, and like I will treasure that forever. But it wasn't enough. <laughs> <laughs> like oh my god. Um, but I mean, at least we did get, even though Lucy, you know, Melissa O'Neill was not on screen for like very very long, we did get the you know like golden moments of her going into like total fangirl mode over um the vampire cop uh t-shirt and i just love how she was like no wait sign it here but don't cover don't cover your face mm-hmm. <laughs> like same and he just same. like smiled and then laura was just like behind them just laughing yeah. yeah she was in the background like just cracking up over it oh my god and i just can't and i just like i have to know like I mean, because obviously, like, at least not that I'm aware of, has he ever played a vampire, like, in his actual filmography? Yeah. Um, but I just want to know, like, did they, like, have him just, like, pose for this, like, right. thing, like, one time? And then just, like, that's just going to be, like, the same face we see, like, everywhere or something. If, like, his, you know, celebrity status, like, keeps coming back up, mm-hmm. you know, like, throughout the show. I don't know. Oh, my God. I just have so many questions. But also like just yeah i i am lucy in that moment lucy is me like lucy is like, all of us oh my god yeah just yeah everyone that's ever had like a celebrity on any type of merch or like mm-hmm. been lucky enough to have a celebrity like sign something oh my gosh yeah that'd be so cool but yeah um and so um brendan was like ready to take um like you know give miles a ride back and laura's like not to be like completely cold-hearted but like we still have a case to solve so we can't wait around for carpool um so uh lucy's gonna um like offer to drive um brendan's dad back um and he you know appreciates that um and then you know laura being laura can't help but like try to analyze uh brendan and like kind of you know do her whole profiling thing um even though like I thought it was nice because he like you know like asked her nicely like if she could not for a bit and like she like actually showed like a bit of restraint originally like when he asked like she actually listened and I thought that was nice um but like she just wanted to make sure that like he knew that like his dad acting like he does like has no bearing on like who Brendan is as a person Mm -hmm. um but like brendan kind of feels like he owes him in a way and like he can't leave him like he's his dad he's you know the only parent he's got um since his mom like left them when he was a kid um and laura also tells brendan like you know he was lying about being sick and like brendan knows that um it's just the like routine that he's like used to with his dad like the push and pull of everything like because that's just what his dad does like miles is good at kind of manipulating situations to like to gain something Mm -hmm. um and brendan doesn't really like have anything more to like give um and so laura kind of suggested like later on anyway like when they're well i don't even know how late it's supposed to be that they're having coffee at like nighttime or whatever but like the late night part of their shift yeah um you know she like i just thought it was nice that she like brought him coffee for that before they like had their like kind of other side conversation um because laura had like suggested like 
you know that he can like break the cycle like having a conversation like with his dad about all this um and Brendan actually like takes her advice um and confronts his dad and the FBI offices and like tells him that he's cutting him off until he gets his act together pretty much um and I liked how he used like some of the same like terminology that like Laura did like while she was giving the advice like he just like he has really listened intently and I was like oh you go Brendan like yeah I I was proud of him for like you know actually because like I seriously thought like I didn't know because they had waited like till towards the end of the episode to like do it so I was like oh shoot he's not actually gonna like get the opportunity to like you know Mm -hmm. follow through or like do something but um he did um of course miles was like he just kind of goes on about how you know he gave up everything for brendan to you know pursue his dreams even though they aren't actually brendan's dreams like to act like yeah miles was the one that kind of forced him into it um and i mean i thought it was good though that like brendan was able to acknowledge that like everything he had just said to his dad like went in one ear and out the other mm-hmm. um and um you know his dad was like just being kind of casual but he's like okay well we'll talk next week you know like it'll you know kind of just like glossing over everything again and like being like oh okay everything's like you know chill and fine now even though it's not really um and laura came up and asked him like you know how it went brendan was like good um but then when she asked like you know if he thought things would change he's like shakes his head he's like no not mm-hmm. really so kind of feel bad for brendan just because it's like no. he like said he you know he had that like nice little like vilifying like moment mm-hmm. for himself and then like he made his, it's just like blank like just completely like his dad yeah. just didn't even register it i don't think yeah so that sucks but i'm kind of wondering I mean, I'm going to assume that we'll see Brendan's dad again, especially since Feds has more episodes ordered. Uh, Yeah, and I think Tom Arnold, the actor, had said that it was a recurring role. Or a reoccurring role, yeah. Yeah, so... But, like, next episode of Feds, we're supposed to get Brendan profiling Laura for a birthday gift, so... (laughs) More Brendan! Yeah. I am always excited. Yeah. But like this is good like this is good for them though like I feel like yeah. it kind of just like you know you get like a glimpse into their like personal lives I mean like Laura with her like you know cheating ex and backstabbing yeah. best friend but then like Brendan with his dad and like yeah nice stuff and it's like I don't know because he like actually like thanked her for like the advice and she was like You're yeah right. like I don't know it was just a good moment for them yeah. love their like friendship and like how they're just like able to just like talk about things yeah with each other. i love how the rookie feds i don't know dare i say that they kind of do a better job of it than the rookie they definitely tie in the personal stuff more for all of the characters than just like the lead character you know whereas yeah. like i feel like i mean they tie it in on the rookie too but like a lot of the time it's more so just like for john that they tie yeah. in like continuously mm-hmm. like more episodes in a row or whatever um but i feel like rookie feds they 
it might not be a Brendan storyline all the time, but if it's not Brendan, it's Carter or it's Laura yeah. or someone. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just like kind of wondering though, like, so that's seriously like all we're gonna see of like Dina. Like <laughs> like I just like for Simone. Like Yeah. Like uh, I'm gonna miss them. I like well because yeah. I thought their like conversation was like heading in like in okay yeah like you know she didn't know about the um um fiance sorry I couldn't think of the word um but like you know it's okay like you know she was kind of just like you know we'll you know work around like you know that's fine like whatever um mm-hmm. like what's in the past is in the past and then I was like oh no they're talking about timing and they're doing all this stuff I'm like no like. I don't know. I just didn't think it was going to end. Yeah. Like, so. I know. And I would have thought, like, they would have <laughs> had it go on a few more episodes or at least the rest yeah. of the season. I mean, I get it. Like, the job is going to take a toll. Yeah. But, like, we're only six episodes in. Dina mm-hmm. didn't even come in until, like, what, the fourth episode or third episode like or third, something? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Are we doing this again with like an LGBT character? Because, ooh, yeah, Dang. I know. Now, ooh. granted, like Dina very well could come back. Like they had left it off as kind of like the timing wasn't right for us right That's now, true. but it's like, be... they, yeah. So, mm-hmm. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. Because, like, if you look at, let's see, um, Carter's getting a divorce, Garza's yeah. been divorced apparently like three times yeah apparently three times um okay so let's see Carter, Carter. okay so simone is single mm-hmm. brendan's single supposedly yeah. um laura's single laura's, yeah technically single um yeah and then They're well all single yeah um I don't know. I just, it's just like, like there's like no like the relationship status is they're just like yeah. Wow. I don't know. I just I want to see how the job affects someone's like relationship. Yeah. And I thought we and were going to get that with, did with Dina. Yeah, but still, I'm just like dang. Mm-hmm. Like maybe it's just because I like seeing like Nisi and her wife like yeah. <laughs> together. Like that was fun. You could tell that like yeah. it was just natural for them. So I'm kind of yeah. just like, I wonder like if they do have Simone like date, you know, other people, if it'll like mm-hmm. be that like natural, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm just kind of bummed that like we had an LGBT relationship and then a few episodes it was like dissolved. Yeah. But here's hoping that they still can come back and like they can still you know make things yep. work so yep. yeah do we have any other notes on rookie feds though aside from that that i just said nope <laughs> <laughs> it was a good episode it was. it was and like right now knowing that like rookie feds and rookie are gonna be like on the same night like starting in january it's so nice to know that and like that we'll be covering like the same like episode number the same yeah hopefully they line themselves up but it's also nice to like 
be able to watch this episode again and like really digest it because with the FBI, I feel like the cases are so much more intricate. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It, we we've had the best of both worlds with them so far. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Um but that is it for us tonight. Um you guys can find us on Twitter at the shop talk pod underscore or email us at shop talk the rookie podcast at gmail.com with all of your thoughts. You can find us individually on Twitter as well. I'm at jstark 804 And I'm at Carrie Hyman. And you can find us on TikTok as well at the Shop Talk Podcast underscore. Um, if you liked this episode and Shop Talk, we would really appreciate it if you guys would leave us a rating and review. It really helps out the podcast. Um, make sure you check out our T Public store if you want some rookie merch. With the holidays coming up, they're going to be having a ton of sales. And next week, we'll be back covering, um, wait, okay, I am, like, okay, no, we're actually taking next week off, because the Rookie Feds will be on, on Tuesday, right? So, we've got a week hiatus break. It's confusing, because, like, the Rookie Feds, we would be covering tomorrow, like, Tuesday the eighth episode next week. So oh God! Yeah. Oh, I was like, but because they're off today, we don't have anything to cover because the rookie's off too. Yeah. So like, we won't be back until like the twenty second. Oh, That's God. when our next episode drops. Yeah. Is it really okay? This is why these episodes need to be on the same is night. It really? Oh my god, it really is. Yeah, yeah. air till the fifteenth. Because I was trying to figure it out today, like just doing the math in my head, and then I meant to like lay it out before the episode before we started recording. Yes, we don't have it because like we won't yeah. cover anything on Monday because there's no rookie. Yeah, on Sunday, and we don't have a feds this week to cover. Yep, so okay. like. So, like, moral of the story is Whoa. we'll be back with a new episode on November 22nd. So, but like, we'll be live tweeting the Rookie Feds episode the 15th. Yeah. So, we'll still be on Twitter and stuff, and we'll still yeah be sharing content, you know, what they put out, or if they, you know, yeah whatever. Like, Feds, like, put out those, um like, beach photos, like, group photos today, yeah. which was fun. So, you know, we'll still be on, like, fangirling about stuff. So, yeah for sure yep and then sharing any news that could possibly happen so mm-hmm. yeah but you guys will have a new episode to listen to the week of thanksgiving so that'll be exciting but that is it for now <laughs> bye everyone bye guys go get them boo